1: Hello Grinders and welcome to the Weekend Grind. I'm your host, Travis Van and I'm here with somebody new here. I'm here with Grant Miefer. Uh How's it going over there, buddy?
2: Oh, it's, it's, it's just a beautiful night, I guess is what it is. It's, it's really weird going out on, on this day. It's, it's currently Friday night and walking around, everyone's really out of it and I can't seem to figure why.
1: Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's an interesting day for uh, obvious reasons, Uh, but you know we moved on to Saturday uh, and uh, we got the weekend grind. It's back and excited to be here with you guys talking about this slate. We got a nice nine game slate. Uh, Should be a lot of fun, and uh, we're going to cover the main slate for you guys. We'll talk DraftKings pricing for today's slate. We will go position by position like we always do. Great, you ready to get started?
2: No, you know I am.
1: All right, first. Let's start at the top, uh, you know, Chris Sale, he's the first guy to look at against uh, Sean Minaya here and against Oakland, like that Oakland offense. Uh, again, it's one of those teams that they're really good at, you know, when they're going up against a, an opposing pitcher, they can get really heavy with whatever side of the, you know, plate they want. They can get a lot of raises in there against a guy like Chris Sale, but this is Chris Sale. He's such an elite pitcher. So, uh, I mean, my first reaction looking at this is I want to jam him in. What about you?
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. So a lot of times the guys that I don't want to mess around with going against Oakland are guys that walk a lot of guys. But, I mean, obviously Chris Sale has like a 4.5% walk rate. So I'm really not worried about that. Yes, he gets a little bit of hard contact, but he strikes out at such a high rate. And there's so many Ks in this Oakland offense that I'm not really worried about. Worried about him giving up one or two bombs. It's going to be irrelevant considering the K upside in this matchup is just incredible. And it's over in Oakland, so you don't really have to work. You have the park working for him. Like, this is just a lock and sail and move on spot.
1: Yeah, I agree, it's kind of interesting. Look at his K percentage hey, against lefties; you would think it'd be higher. But even his righties, he's at like 37.2%, and then against uh, lefties, 30.5%. I mean, Chris Sale's just really good, right? Uh, I, you know, sometimes I just don't even like listing these K percentages because we all know he's really good at tricking guys out. It's obvious he's the guy that you want to jam it into your cash keys, I believe he's going to be my SP one. Uh, I can't wait to get a lot of exposure to him. I'm going to play a ton of them in tournaments too. So hopefully, we can get some cheap enough bats and be able to make it work. So uh, Chris Sale, he's a guy. He's definitely a building block that you want to have. in your lineups. Let's look at the next two guys, and I think it's kind of interesting here. The next tier, they're, they're about a 1,000 below, but you got Jacob DeGrom, and then you got Steven Strasburg, and these are two guys that they're, they're pretty good pitchers. And DeGrom gets a matchup against the Atlanta Braves, and I'm kind of a little worried about that because if you look at DeGrom, he's got a can struggle with stolen bases, and the Atlanta team, they do like to run a little bit, and Atlanta can hit pretty well, uh, so I'm slightly worried about DeGrom. I think he's a fine play. I think there is upside here, but I don't know. He doesn't feel as safe as some aces normally do at that type of price tag do you agree with me on DeGrom there yeah DeGrom
2: uh, I I think I'd much much rather go with uh, Strasburg I mean DeGrom's going up against Atlanta and I always worry about right-handed pitchers who aren't nearly as good going up against lefties so the Atlanta side should have what five six lefties in the lineup it really worries me yes he has the upside like I'm not going to tell you not to do it in tournaments I think that people go more with Strasburg so there is merit to Playing the ownership game. If I'm wrong, like check out ownerships percentages tomorrow, and it'll tell you a little bit more. But if they're going to be equally owned, it's absolutely 100% Strasburg. Even again, like I'm not even sure that the Dodgers are any better of a lineup than the uh, Braves are right now. Realistically, I mean, yes, Dodgers are much better versus righties, but I mean, I, I think this Atlanta Braves offense is extremely underrated. And they are obviously in a better park than the Dodgers. So I'd I'd go Strasburg over DeGrom. I don't know if I'll use DeGrom in a single lineup. I'd rather pay up for uh, sale or just pay down for one of these other guys.
1: I agree. I think it's just better to stay away from both. I get it. Right, if you have to pick one, I guess I go Strasburg too. But I do worry, like it, the temperatures of the, each of the games. They're both good hitting environments, like 69 degrees. The one thing that helps the ground a little bit is wind blowing in. It looks like maybe 11 miles an hour again. This is the night before, so uh, I'm just telling you what the Riders page says. Uh, that's something Roth can definitely clarify a little bit more and uh, check closer to lock because all that stuff changes. But you know, 72 degrees. That's a pretty warm weather game uh, out in the West Coast. So again, like I'm definitely uh, not as much on these guys. I'd rather play Chris Sale. He's the guy that I really would rather uh, you know target here. So I'd rather just find that money if I could. I, I think there's merit in tournaments to do it, but cash games I'll definitely stay away. Let's talk about this next guy. And again, he's gonna have a little bit of worry with weather. You kind of brought it up before we got on here. Uh, you love James Paxton. He's the guy you wanted to target and I think it makes a lot of sense. So talk about Paxton again. We know there's probably going to be some weather here but I say talk about him in general just because like uh, you know is the night before and you never know weather can change.
2: Yeah, no. Obviously, things can change. You check on Roth to do that. But this guy really is one of the best pitchers in the entire league. I've been saying it for a while. His stuff stuff is absolutely filthy. He doesn't walk a whole lot, of guys. This Rangers offense, like I've been, they, 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 it's just not good. It's just absolutely not good right now. Um, you got multiple lefties in the lineup, which Paxton's more splits neutral. But the ones you really got to worry about are the lefties in this lineup. At least Gallo. But this lineup is just trash all the way up and down. Like, Paxton's a guy that is not going to get the same ownership as DeGrom or as Strasburg because they get, they're they just more household names you've known about it for years. People aren't sure about Paxton. They look at last year's numbers, not realizing that after that injury, he was not the same pitcher for a few games, did not have the control. But this guy limits walks to an extreme extent and doesn't give up a whole lot of power. So all that would really matter is if he just gets bad it like crazy, which I don't really see happening with this Rangers lineup. So if the weather's great, then I will – probably not have a single share of DeGrom or Strasburg unless I have Paxton in the lineup too and I'm probably going to stay on it's a little bit weird but I I I may be higher on Paxton but I would use him for cash I think over those other two guys
1: yeah, I wish I could play him. Like, I'm just hoping the weather isn't, uh, isn't an issue, but I, I like Paxson over like a guy like DeGrom and Strasburg. think that he's a really great option here on this slate, someone I'm going to want to get a lot of exposure to. Just kind of have to watch for the weather here. So I like him brought up a lot of great points about him. Let's go to the next guy, and I think there's some really nice guys in this next like uh, tier or so. Like, there's guys we'll get to, and I, the one reason why I don't know if I want to go to DeGrom and to Strasburg with the sales, I just feel like there's some strong plays in this uh, you know next range that we can definitely talk about. Dallas Keuchel. I get against the White Sox, they're a team you want to target, but he's better like a better like real-life pitcher than a uh, guy that I target in fantasy. So I don't know. I think you can get away with Dallas King, but he's not one of my favorite guys. I kind of like maybe going Zach Godley a little bit. Uh, you know, he had that rough start against the Dodgers, but uh, against the Padres team in this place, the, the Rubidor right? Uh, you know, we heard this was like a whole rumor that the Humidor was nothing, but it's been obvious. Uh, Arizona's way more of a pitcher's park now. Uh, it's pretty clear, uh, and We'll have to see. Obviously, it's going to keep playing out throughout the season. But uh, San Diego against righties is something that we've been targeting a lot. So I think that this is an interesting spot for a guy like Zach Godley. 8,800 kind of feels pricey for Zach Godley, uh, at least this early in the season. But I think he's a really interesting option. What do you think between uh, – and then also will include, like, Ryu, too. I think he's in this range, but I don't like him. But in this, like, range of Keiko, Godley, and Ryu, who do you like the most?
2: Uh, it's definitely – it's not Ryu. Like, I mean, I just – I generally try and stay away from a lot of Dodgers pitchers, and this isn't the easiest matchup in the world. Like, I don't know how late they're going to go into the game. Granted, Houston's been doing that a little bit this season, but, I mean, Keigel's a great guy, round ball pitcher. He's not really a huge K guy, but he's going up against a team where you do worry, like, about the home run upside. But they have a huge strikeout rate. So it really plays to his advantage. It gives him a little bit more upside. And I think that if Paxton is not playing, I think I'm going with Keichel instead of either Strauss or DeGrom. And Godley is just, it's kind of a similar scenario. He's a good real-life pitcher. He's a good fantasy pitcher. And he gets just an absolute plus matchup going against San Diego, who has multiple multiple guys who can cape pretty hard in their lineup. And it's not really a lineup that scares you. So these are two guys that Aren't nearly as good fantasy pitchers as either Degrom or Strasburg, but they just draw w- way better matchups. I think I'd much rather have either of them. I understand there's more upside in tournament for the other two guys. I'm not going to argue with GPPs, but the price savings on a slate with not a whole lot of saving the bat is just a better way to go. I think.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I I think like this this range is it has some nice guys. Like I like Godley a lot, though. He's kind of the guy that I, I'm. I'm I'm more it. So I get your your take on Keuchel. I think it made a lot of sense that like if there was a matchup for Keiko, like this is probably one of them. So uh, I don't hate the Keichel take. But there's some guys a little bit below that I'm, we'll get to that. I kinda like a little more. you uh, Darvish in, in course I'm gonna pass that. I'm not really a, a guy a fan of playing anyone really in course, so I'll pass on him. But Garrett Richards at seventy seven hundred. Uh, what do you think of him? Because he's a guy that really seems appealing, he just still seems way too cheap for his price, and I think DraftKings just hates him.
2: Yeah, yeah, no. The, the price is really, really appealing here, and the implied team run total for the Giants is three point six. So that makes me feel like it's a little safer. They don't strike out at a huge clip, so I don't think as much upside. As guys, I think the average K rate in their lineup is somewhere around like 19 percent. So not high at all compared to those other two guys that probably have just as easy of a matchup, and have much better K matchups. So I think that he's safe for cash at that price, depending on what bats you can fit into your lineup. Uh, we'll see what, uh, whatever, if any value opens up tomorrow, it could change things. I don't think you need to at this point, but it's definitely, he's right up there with Keichel and Godley for cash and for tournaments. I don't see nearly as much upside, but if you want big bats here, there's not a single uh, guy below him that is really worth it in tournaments. Like there's no safety here where you have safety with Richards and it's fine. I'm fine with taking if you to save money.
1: Yeah, I agree with you 100% on that. Like, it, It's kind of one of those things where I might plug in, uh, you know, I might plug in like Sale and then put in, uh, you know, Richards or the, one of those other guys we talked about, like a or Godley. And then when I put those two in, kind of like uh, adjust based on the bats. That's kind of what I'm thinking in cash. And the tournaments, uh, you know, obviously there's some, you know, we talked about a bunch of different guys and you can take shots on But I love Richards at that price. I think he's going to be a good guy that I want exposure to, but he will have a lot of ownership, right? Uh, but I think it's a good spot for him. I think – I believe you said you don't like anyone else below here, uh, Grant. Is that correct? I mean, I think Minai is interesting, but I think it's the wrong slate, wrong matchup Red Sox team. Do,
2: not, do not play him against <laughs> – uh, do not play him against the Red Sox. That's, I'm not.
1: I'm not. I love the guy, though. Like, he's a guy that I want to be buying on throughout the year, but, like, just not the right spot. Uh, he's definitely, like, one of those guys that I'm excited to be playing throughout the year, but this is not the spot for him. Uh, I'm just trying to look for someone down here. like I think right,
2: that like, the other Richard is not the worst idea in the world. I mean – like at 4.8, he's just so cheap, and there's like there's a Coors game on the slate. You got to try and save down somewhere. I don't think you want to be using like you want Sale in your lineup if you're gonna fit him in, and you're gonna fit in any Coors bats, it's gonna be with Richard. And there's not a single other person in a good spot. Holland's gonna get crushed by this Angels lineup. That doesn't strike out a lot and get bombed. Giallioto gonna get crushed by Houston. Cologne not playing. Rainer gonna get crushed by Milwaukee. Both Coors pitchers. Uh, Tehran going against a bunch of lefties gonna get crushed. Like all these guys below Richards are not even like you should not they should not even be on your radar. Like Tehran's the only guy with upside, but this is not the matchup. So I think you go all the way down to Richard if you in tournaments and you, if you want to pair him with Sale. And it's not the worst idea at- in the world. I mean, he has he's not the worst pitcher in Arizona, it's not an easy matchup, but he 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 can get you fifteen points in this matchup and you'll be happy with that on this slate.
1: Yeah. One argument to be made is look at that Arizona lineup. It's not the prettiest lineup. And on top of that, AJ Pollock, he got late scratched today. Uh, I don't know what the reason was for it. I just know he got late scratched and uh, you know, with, him getting late scratch, he might not play tomorrow. So that's one of those rays that you normally fear in this lineup. So if the only guy he has to pitch around is Goldschmidt and, you know, say there's no one on, he just, you know, finds ways to pitch around him and not really give him anything nice. I don't hate it because again, there's a course, uh, you know, game on this slate. And if you're trying to jam in some bats, I think that's a route to take. Uh, I'm not saying it's one of our, uh, you know, more optimal routes or preferred routes, but uh, we're just, you know, playing with the cards were dealt down here, and there's not a lot of pretty uh, spots down here. You agree with that? I think Richard is just a guy that you go to if you need to jam in bats and you want to have sale with them. And I kind of think that's a good good call, Grant.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this is mostly for your core stacks, and if you want to play a few core lineups in there. But like, if, if you can't afford, or if you can't, if you can afford someone else, do it. But if you can't, then he's what you go with if you're going under Richards.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's a good way to round out the pitching position and kind of we can move on now here. Uh, let's move on to the catcher, and I always like to mention this on the weekends because uh, the weekends, it's uh, a little different. There's always catchers that just uh, you know shuffle in and out of the lineups because they're always you know just the weekends they give guys off and whatnot. So uh, I think uh, with the catcher position, a really good idea here is to kind of obviously wait for lineups. But uh, if, if we're not doing that, right, we're looking at the, the slate how it is. Uh, who are some catchers that you really like here, Brent?
2: I mean, there's obviously the two Coors guys. I mean, Contreras going against Anderson, you got, he's got the platoon split. He's only 4-4, which isn't the worst price in the world to pay for him, considering whenever they go against lefties, he he tends to bat a little bit higher up in the lineup because you don't know if Schwarber's going to be in there and Happ will probably take his place. So him batting in the middle of the lineup and Coors at 4-4, like he's probably the cheapest exposure you can get in this lineup outside of Happ. I don't mind him. Ionetta, obviously, on the other side, see where he's batting. Um, they generally have him batting later in the order when they're going against a righty, but I would not be surprised at all to see him. Like, you don't know what they're going to do with this order with how LeMahieu's been hitting. Uh, they might move Blackman to the four. They may go LeMahieu, Ionetta, then Blackman, and Arenado. So we're not really sure. If he's batting high up in the order, I love him. If not, he's still only 3,500. Um, McCann and Gattis, Giolito's a gas game. And he's going to get blown up, and he gives up a lot of hard contact. So I'm not going to be unhappy playing either of them whoever's in the lineup um below that is just tough like no one really has that great of a matchup or is really cheap enough to that you really want to use them um I don't really see anyone I want to use outside of that maybe Avila going against Clayton Richard it's, he's just too cheap if he's in the lineup I don't I don't expect he will be I mean lefty lefty but if he's in there then you can go with him
1: Yeah, it's definitely a tough spot here at the uh, catcher position. Uh, I I think if you can spend up, I'll let you bring up great points about the cores uh, spots. I think there's some really good spots there you can go to. I think kind of defaulting to the, uh, you know, the the catchers on the Astros is something I'll end up doing. Uh, I I don't think that's a terrible spot to go. So I think that's obviously in play. And again, it's one of those spots where I'm just going to kind of think I'm going to take the wait and see approach and hope that I get that, uh, you know. One of those guys that pops up in the lineup that's super cheap that like fits and makes things work. Did not
2: it? see Real Muto at 3 4. That's that's too cheap for him. Yeah,
1: I, I thought he was interesting. Uh, I, you know, I, the only reason why I didn't say him was because I was just like, ah, I got a bargain on him yesterday, and I kind of would maybe rather default just to the Astros catchers instead, uh, for a little bit more. But I, I don't hate that price tag of 3.4k. I'll probably be batting high up in the order, too. That's always obviously nice to see. Another interesting one, and again, I don't want to attack Dallas Keiko, but well, because like, Castillo is really good against lefties. So I think that's – I mean, I just don't think I can pay that price, 3.1K. If it was like a real bargain, I could understand it. But uh, I don't know. It's just one of those spots where I think I'm going to kind of take the wait-and-see approach tomorrow more so. And, uh, again, if I can pay it for those guys that we discussed, I love it, right? I would love to get those guys in, but I really think I have to wait. Uh, can you, do you kind of agree with that and kind of hopefully get some nice cheap power? Yeah, I mean, if you have – like I said, like if you have the money, just –
2: Get, throw Contreras in there but I mean I'm not gonna have any problem going down to Ionetta or Real, Real Moto. like both those guys they're great plays and then Ba can and gas just don't pay like unless something great opens up don't pay down any further than that for catcher unless you're going to, obviously GBPs are in stacks
1: yeah, I think that's a fine uh, fine route to take, and uh, no no problems about that. That's enough about Catcher Ketcher's not the greatest position to talk about. Let's go over to first base, and again, I don't think first base is that great of a position, at least this year. Uh, I think it's definitely a little more watered down than most years, but uh, what do you think of the first base position here today? We got Paul Goldschmidt against a lefty. That's always phenomenal to look at. We got Eric Thames. He's going to be going against a, a bad righty, so that's obviously something to look at. Uh, what are you doing at the first base position, Grant? I mean, all the guys near the top are –
2: not bad plays at all. I mean, Goldsmith's got the platoon, Rizzo's in Coors. Freeman, I probably wouldn't go there, although I understand with the right-left matchup. Obviously, DeGrom's much worse versus lefties than he is against righties. Milwaukee has a five-implied team total, so I wouldn't mind going Thames or Braun. Uh, honestly, I'm probably going to play a decent amount of hand-ram. Like he, uh, Boston's one of my favorite stacks of the day. People haven't been playing them enough. They have a less than a five-implied total. uh is going against them, which people are high on. So I expect their ownership to be real low. But this Boston team is just putting the ball in play, hitting bombs. They're doing everything. I love them all in this matchup. And I think Hanram's is not the worst idea in the world. Obviously, don't go there in cash, but he's been hitting with some power lately. You want to go lower than that? I think Zimmerman's not a bad play at all for yeah, Grant. I-, I
1: love Zimmerman Grant. I think this is a really good spot for him against Ryu. Uh, he's definitely someone I think I want to target. He's been crushing the ball, too. If you at like the exit velocity and the battle ball distance on him, I, I love him here. I, I just uh, want to cut in and just say that. I think he's a really good play uh, on this slate. And, again, obviously, like you know, coming off that big two-on-home run game, I think people are going to you know be eyeing that a ton. But uh, I think he's someone to really target. Uh, Do you like anyone else, cheap? Uh, Marwan Gonzalez at three, one, uh, people, he's probably going
2: to be batting further down the order, but Houston could put up a whole lot of runs. Um, got is not a great pitcher in my opinion, and he's so cheap to get exposure to that Houston game, which not enough people are going to be on because Coors is on the slate. So I don't mind paying that. And then what's his name? Why, why am I forgetting his name? Uh, Agon lefty, right. Teron's not good against lefties. He's batting fifth or sixth in this lineup. I don't mind that at all.
1: Yeah, I saw him and I was like, I don't hate it. It's cheap, and if you're looking for uh, you know some cheap pop, I can understand it because the, the cheap bats aren't the greatest down here. So uh, I don't hate going that route. I think you brought up a good point, Rizzo too. Like one thing I think we got to talk about with Rizzo is uh, the way uh, the way uh, Rizzo works is he's even good against lefties. I, I think people know that by now, but uh, he just goes with their own. Like no one wants to take a lefty against a lefty, so I think he's pretty interesting at the top too. And like I said, I I I, I do, I think it's Richard, like we talked about earlier, he's a lefty, but Goldschmidt, I think he's going to be a phenomenal play. And uh, if there's no pop in there, obviously he tries best to pitch around him. But if he hangs anything over the plate, I think Goldschmidt will absolutely crush the ball. And I would definitely be uh, concerned uh, for that baseball because it'll probably get clobbered by him. So I think that's perfectly fine too. How uh, about wrap up first though, for me, I thought you brought, brought up a good point about Hanley Ramirez and kind of targeting these Red Sox. who so have just been uh, pretty hot. And again, uh, I don't know. I like trying to find the hot bats and riding them when I can. So I don't think that's a bad, uh, bad route to take. Uh, anything else at first? You want to move on to second?
2: No, let's move on to second. That's, that's, we covered pretty much everyone.
1: Yep, sounds good to me. All right, let's head over to the second base position. And, uh, you know, at the top, uh, obviously, uh, you can spend up on Javi Baez. He had a home running course deal that he's going to have at the platoon split. So he's someone at the top to obviously look at. You know, you get Altuve uh, targeting Giolito. Those going to be something that people are going to want to do on this slate. What are you doing with this uh, second base position? I mean,
2: there's not really a whole lot. I'm looking, and there's not really a whole lot to pay down for here. I think, again, most of it's at the top. Like, this is why I was saying Richard is viable, because a lot of these guys you need to pay up for. Altuve, just, obviously, same thing. The guys in course, same thing. Uh, Kinsler, going against Holland, platoon split, same thing. Like, all these guys at the top are great plays. If you want to go a little bit lower, um, I don't mind Cabrera there at 4K. He's not a bad play. Nunez, again, I'm hauling on these Boston players. I'd rather have him in a stack. Um, but. He's viable, I guess. Outside of that, I can't really find a single guy lower that I really want. I mean, you can get Descalzo, I guess, at 3K is about as low as I possibly go.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't hate the I thing. He was one guy I looked at. I got a couple other guys that you look at. Uh, Jonathan VR depends on the lineup spot. I wouldn't be shocked, right? We we get to see him sometimes uh, randomly pop up towards the top of the lineup. I know with Yelich out, that was uh, something they were doing, and with Yelich back, it might not happen as much. But I think that's something they obviously look for and wouldn't hate him. And then uh, looking at a guy like Howie Kendrick, I don't think that's bad exposure to that Nationals lineup. He sometimes gets a pretty nice lineup spot. So uh, I think you can go cheap there if you want, but it feels like a better spot to maybe try and find your best way to spend up on a couple of these guys guys that we talked about uh man it'd be nice to have Robbie Cano against Cologne right that would be a fantastic spot it's just unfortunate with the weather I don't think we're gonna get that I don't hate a Zach Cozart too against a Derek Holland right this Angels offense offense that I love to target a ton and it gets a terrible pitcher like Derek Holland maybe we get a good lineup spot for a Zach Cozart does he uh, have any interest for you
2: I mean if he gets a decent lineup spot but I expect him to be batting lower on the lineup but you don't really know what the Angels are gonna do right now I think they're still figuring things out if he's batting like up there, top four or five spots, I think that that's completely viable at four one. I don't know if it's the best play at around that range, but it's definitely like not a bad, I think I'd rather go Cabrera, but he's, he's a fine one if you don't want to use Cabrera.
1: Yeah, Cabrera too. Yeah, you're right about that. I forgot him about him against Tehran and uh, just awful against lefties. So get, get lefty exposure to him is something I'm going to want to do on this slate for sure. Uh, that's about second though. It's not the greatest position, so uh, yeah, and it's going to be one that I kind of uh, you know maybe look to spend up on more so rather than spend down. some I'm worried about some of the value, but. Let's move over to the third base position. Talk about that. Uh, at the top, I mean, Chris Bryant, uh, I mean, how can you not like him against a lefty in Coors? That's a great spot. The, they finally kind of priced up Travis Shaw a little bit at 4,300 now on DraftKings, even though he's been like really cheap throughout the industry. But now he's a little priced up. But I still think that's still a good price tag in this spot. You got, uh, you know, some Red Sox guys like Devers. I, who do you like here uh, in this uh, on this third base position? I
2: mean, again, it's the guys at the top. Uh, Coors obviously in play, Shaw, uh, has a plus matchup. They have a high implied team total. Bregman going against Giolito. We're seeing the same thing over and over again. If you really want to spend down, I don't think Beltra is going to be in play going against Paxton. Like He doesn't really have huge upside. I just don't know if there's much we can use at the lower price. I mean, maybe Longoria at 3-1 going against Richards is the only cheap guy that's in play. But I'm just not seeing a single thing here. Uh, that I can really stomach playing. I mean, there's not a huge amount of upside. Again, we have one of these spots where there's a whole bunch of guys or a whole bunch of aces going and then a whole bunch of gas cans. But this is the first time in a while that I've seen DK actually price them well accordingly. I mean, if you really want to save money, about the cheapest you can go is going to be Brett Brian Anderson uh, at 3-3. Three, three. But you're still not happy about that. This is a spot where you got to wait and see if some value opens up, but if not, then it's going to be another spot where you want to pay it for with the guys around 4k.
1: Yeah. I mean, the more and more that we talk about, like the bills in general, it's really making me think that, uh, Man, I'm gonna maybe have to go to Garrett Richards in my SB too because it's just like I feel like I have to spend up at a lot of different spots and uh, there's a lot of bats like on this slate. You know, the Cores bats, the Astros bats. There's gonna be a ton of them that we you know we keep talking about. So uh, that's kind of how the route it makes me keep thinking. All the guys at the top that you talked about, I think, are interesting. The only cheap guy that you didn't mention, we mentioned him before, so that's probably why you didn't mention him here. Is uh where is he? Uh, Daniel Descalso, right? If you need, need a cheap value, I wouldn't hate maybe going to him again. And, uh, I believe that they made Jose Batista. Did you hear about that grant? Jose Batista is now in the minor leagues. Uh, he signed with the Braves, So he's like third base eligible here. Uh, 3.4k. He's probably not going to be up there. He's still in the minors, but I just thought that was funny that DK put him in the player pool here. Um, yeah, it's, it's ugly. The fact that that stuck out to me while looking at the third base position is part of the reason why third base is really ugly. Uh, there's, just I mean, you could of-
2: also go down to Defoe, I guess, at 2.9. It's not yeah, the worst gets,
1: play in the world. Yeah, it's the weekend. He gets good lineup spots on the weekend a lot, so that's possible. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's ugly. I think it's a good spend up position. And like you said, like Chris Bryan, I want to spend up on him. I like at his price. It's a, it's a tough spot, so uh, even Bregman, he's another good guy. So uh, it's tough at third base uh, to really find some value here. So it seems like a good spot to spend up on. Is that about it for third Grant or anyone else? Yeah. Let's move on to another place where we probably have to spend up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like one of those days. Uh, and of course at the top, you look at it, right. Uh, you know, you get, get Correa against Giliato. That sounds like a great idea. You know, you get some of these cores bats, uh, you know, with Trevor story and Addison Russell, they're obviously interesting. Uh, what are you doing at the shortstop position?
2: I mean, obviously Correa is one of the best plays. I don't think I want to pay four, four for Turner, uh, Core stories, obviously fine. Don't want to go Seeger going up against Strauss. I don't know why Tim Anderson is priced so high against Keuchel. Uh, you pay up for Correa, or this is, I think, a spot where you can just stomach a less than optimal play and save your money because there's really not a whole lot of great plays here. I think that you can go Brandon Crawford, who got who has the platoon split at 2-9, just because this is such a weak, weak spot. I think you can go ahead maybe Abed, just to round out your lineup at 2-9. Like this is, I think, where you just hope that some value opens up here and you can go with that or hope a decently priced play comes up. But there's really not a single guy that I really want to play at shortstop besides Correa. So I think I'm just going to eat it and just take a suboptimal play near the bottom. I guess r c is not terrible at 3K.
1: Yeah, I don't hate kind of going down at, at this position. Like, again, I think there's some good guys at the top, but it doesn't feel like it's, like, super loaded where I feel like you can get away with maybe going down to some of these guys just to, you know, squeeze in some value. If we get a Segura against Cologne, I'd love him. You know, a shortstop you didn't mention, Grant, that I really think is interesting is uh, Angelton Simmons. So he wouldn't have the greatest lineup spot, but I like buying this Angels offense against, uh, you know, a terrible Derek Holland, and he's got a nice price, price tag at 3.6K. Again, he's probably one of the greatest lineup spot, but I don't know. Uh, if he gets at least two at-bats against Holland, I think that'll be fine. Uh, for him and then even like Freddie Galvis if he gets, gets a good lineup spot I think that could be interesting I like Danby Swanson's price tag but I just don't want the matchup against DeGrom uh, I don't know if you know this I heard Big T actually I think mentioned this today I was on one of the shows like he's hitting 342 uh, so far and I get it's early in the season but uh, just a guy I'm going to be watching for I'm going to kind of want to if I see his price cheap like this cheap is just crazy uh and against a guy like the grom you probably get some stolen bases but i don't know not the greatest matchup i'm just trying to find something here at short and there's not much to like i think it's more so living in this like 3.6k range with a guy like simmons and uh, i'm just going to kind of call it a day with that uh it's just really tough
2: yeah I'm, I'm either paying up for Korea or just taking a suboptimal play and saving my money here so that i can get sale into my lineup
1: Yep, I think that's a fair a fair, fair way to go with it, Grant. Uh, let's move on to the outfield here. And uh, what's your kind of take on the outfield? Who do you like here?
2: I mean, obviously, Mookie's just on some side, some sort of tear right now. You don't really want to fade him. You got Blackman and Coors. You got Trout going up against a gas can. Uh, you got Springer going up against a, cash can or a gas can. I don't even think Schwarber will be in the lineup. You got Martinez versus a lefty. Uh, I think he actually might be the best value out of all those guys out there, considering how high priced the other guys are. You got Yellow Conforto going up against Teheron, which Conforto has huge splits and Teheron has huge splits. So I think there's a lot of stuff to be had at the top. They're all great options. Uh scrolling down I've got I gotta got find someone. This is this is the spot where I feel like you're gonna find a lot of your value depending on where guys are at. Yeah,
1: I, I, I think we're going to be hoping for a lot of value here, uh, Grant. I definitely agree with you on that because the way the outfield is today is just like we're, I think there's guys that we can obviously get some exposure to down here, like a, a Frenchie Cordero against a Godley. I don't think it's a bad value play that we can look for. Uh, I mean, if you're getting that Texas game, obviously, uh, you know, some of those Mariners' battles would be interesting. Like, let me see what like Cruz's price is. Uh, he's still 4,300, which isn't a bad price. He's not value, but that's still really cheap against such a gas can like Cologne. Uh, I mean, the outfield position, uh, it's just there's always a value. It feels like they always find like they can get us something. So uh, there's some solid. Well, I mean, some yeah, some of the guys may
2: end up there. Uh, Lewis Brinson or whatever his name is, the Marlins dude just bombed a few out of there the other day going against a lefty. I'm not going to be surprised as if he's up near the top of the lineup. If he is, then at 2.7K, that's just too cheap. And it'll like if he's at the top of the lineup. I know the Marlins are terrible, but at that price, he might be one of the best plays on the slate. Uh, or uh, if he's in the line against the lefty Because Schwarber could be out Like I don't know exactly what But there's a decent chance that Amara's in the lineup at 3k And Coors near the top of the lineup He's pretty much going to be a lock and load Like this is where you get a whole lot of your value here Uh Mike Trotschman, uh Going up against the righty for the Rockies He may not get a great lineup spot But at 2.8k Him or Par are ways that you can go In your lineup uh, for cash at least that are a real way to save value. So, like that, there's not really a whole lot of other great plays, catcher through third base, that you can stomach for value, but you want to pay up for these pitchers, and the outfield is going to be, like, could be absolutely loaded with value spots.
1: Yeah. So, like, Jay Bruce, 3.9K against the I think that's a really interesting play. Uh, again, it's not like, you know, the value 3K guy, but I still think there's value there at that price. So, I think he's really interesting. Uh there's a couple other guys, uh, I'm trying to find him here real quick, uh, that I really like. Like Marvin Gonzalez, we talked about liking him before, uh, instead of sliding him at first base, you can slide him in on the outfield. So I think that's a fine route to go. Uh Domingo Santana, depending on his lineup spot. Sometimes he gets nice spots, so watch for that. He could be an interesting play. That slides in the lineup. And again, it's one of those spots on this slate where uh it, you know, outfield's gonna be a spot where I'm looking to get some sort of value and kind of hoping that uh, you know, guys move up in the lineup here and there and I can just uh really, really pray that I can go low here for some of these guys. And I think there's some solid price tags around here. Uh, not a ton that stick out completely where I'm just all over it, but I think there's, there's going to be some that come up that you don't, don't expect. Would you agree with that?
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. So this is like one of the more interesting slate, slates where the infield, like those are where all the plus matchups you got cores, both Colorado and uh, Cubs have great infield power, great infield spots. The Astros obviously one of the best infields in the entire league. They'll have Springer in the outfield. But, like, all these plus matchups have a whole lot of great infield options, and their outfield is less than some of these other teams. So, again, yeah, like I said, the place you want to pay up for is in the infield, and the outfield is where you're going to find your value, especially for cash games.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that's a great strategy to take. Uh, one outfield, like, uh, man, if I could spend out of I what is that? Uh, that Angels outfield against Holland. I really like that offense. I think that's going to be a good one to target. But let's move on to our stack of the day segment, Grant. And uh, this is where we bring up our favorite stacks, uh, you know, that we want to target on this slate. The one that we think, uh, you know, obviously, if say say you were doing, using the lineup builder and you had to, you know, say you're crazy like Eric Crane over here, running 150 teams, who would you just load up on and make your favorite uh, team of this slate? Do you have one ready or you want me to go first?
2: I mean, so there's the obvious ones, the ones with the giant implied team totals. I'm assuming the Astros is going to be over five. But the Brewers, the Astros, the Angels, and both Coors are going to be – like there's enough – it's similar to what we saw today on Friday or yesterday if you're listening to this now. Uh, on Friday, like there was a lot of really high implied team totals, like a lot of teams in great spots with some aces on the board. So depending on what value opens up, these all should still be pretty decently owned. Uh, The the off-the-board stack that I absolutely love, like I said earlier, is these Red Sox. Like, Manea, we don't know how good he is yet. Uh, And this Red Sox team can beat up lefties and righties. They put the ball in play a lot. They can absolutely just rake up the runs. And the guys that you want to – some of the best plays on the team are all righties. So they're all in great spots. They're my stack of the day. They're the ones that I'm going out of my way to roster that – probably aren't going to be that heavily owned.
1: Yeah, uh, I think that's that's a fine route to go. So I'm going, I'm still staying on the West Coast with you. And I think one thing to note is that this game, man, it's going to be 80 degrees out there and it's going to be going out. It looks like seven miles an hour. Give me the angel stack, uh, 5.3 implied run total. And they get Derek Holland. And Derek Holland last season had a 40% hard hit rate against, righties. He's like, this guy is not good. He's, you know, fly ball, 43.2%. I mean, this is a guy that I want to be targeting a ton. I am not a Derek Holland truther. I'm someone that's going to want to be targeting him all season and long until he's like, you know, sent down to the minors. minor, so uh, I like this spot a lot, and Angel Stack is one I like, and one thing I, I love to do about it is, I go Mike Trout, I go Justin Upton, and even put an Otani in there, and like, I think that just makes me contrarian in general, because people just don't like, uh, one strategy I love to take in tournament's grit is just stacking three outfielders of the same team, because so I feel like people just don't like to do that, because this doesn't feel natural to them, and they're like, oh, I'm missing out on like, you know, a, a great outf- outfielder that people will talk about all day long, and uh, they kind of just don't play the, you know, all Three of them, and I think that's something I'll end up doing. honestly. love the Angels outfield, that's my stack of the day. So, uh, yeah, if
2: you're stacking up the Angels, throw if he's in the lineup, throw Chris Young in there. Uh, 2.7k super cheap, not a lot of people are gonna play him, and the guy that guy is a lot better hitter, I think, than people can grab.
1: Yeah, I agree with you on that, and I, I believe you know I, I have the I have the home run app on my uh, on my uh, phone that always like gives me an alert whenever there's a home run. And he hit one actually the other day, so uh, maybe starting to swing a little bit of a hot stick. You look at the last four games, 14.0 eight, and then seven. Uh, Again, that's in like a 10-game span. But maybe he's starting to find his rhythm with that new team. And if he gets a spot in that lineup, I think that's a good call. It's like an interesting value play. So uh, that'll about wrap up the slate for us. Grant, uh, thanks a lot for joining me here on the Weekend Grind. Uh, Have any last final thoughts on the slate, or you want to just get out of here?
2: Stack Red Sox. Stack Red Sox. Stack Red Sox.
1: All righty. We will end on that. Again, thanks a lot for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. I'll be here with uh, Bobby Fine. We'll be talking about the uh, the uh, Sunday slate uh, should definitely be a fun time. So uh, obviously if you guys want to check out some of my more content, I'll be on tomorrow doing the 1130 AM slate with uh, Pepsi and Josh Cole. So check that out there for the early slate. If you want any content for that, we got tons of content on our We have the NBA, uh, you know, playoff stuff going on. So obviously check that out as well. So again, thanks a lot for joining us for the weekend grind and we are out of here. See you, kids.